There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We all need to admit to ourselves that there are certain films that we've judged even before seeing them. Some films were just bad ideas from the get-go. In fairness, sometimes the world got it wrong and what was prejudged as being terrible became a well-loved classic. But the chances of this being the case are painfully low. So with that in mind, I'm Amy from What Culture, and here are 10 movies you hated before you even saw them. 10. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 People were already thinking the worst of this film from the moment it was announced. Superhero movies bring in a lot of money and so the studio producing them will do anything to maximise profit, including interfering with the director's vision and otherwise messing with the cut. Sony certainly had a few fumbles in its past, ranging from ruining Raimi's movies by overstuffing them with characters right through to creating a whole reboot just to hold on to some film rights. The Amazing Spider-Man number one, I'm looking at you. With audiences knowing everything would be so money-motivated, and generally losing a bit of faith in Sony, everyone dunked so hard on this film without even seeing it. Like, I get it, the first one didn't set expectations particularly high, but in retrospect, neither of them were that bad. It just kind of seemed that they lacked any soul, exactly as people predicted. To give it some credit, at least it wasn't just a reproduction of Raimi's films, but it did make the mistake of falling back into Sony's signature formula. Bad guy, big fight, boring resolution. 9. Cars I could honestly write a list a mile long about why this film is a horrible concept, and anyone with two brain cells to rub together can recognise it. In a film all about cars, something that humans invented for humans to get around in, the universe was completely devoid of humans, seemingly just a lazy move to avoid having to make any lore or backstory. But if the world is just cars, then who built all the infrastructure? Cars don't have hands, never mind opposable thumbs. What if the cars get in a crash? Do they need health insurance or car insurance to get fixed up? And who fixes them, a car doctor, a mechanic, who, if you think about it, kind of still is a car doctor. Everything about it was infuriating. Even the design purposefully messed up the one thing we could all agree on here. If cars had eyes, they should be in the headlights, not randomly floating in the windscreen. Okay, I'm not being entirely serious here, and the film was fine for the kids that enjoyed it. It just felt like a bit of a letdown coming from Pixar after they had given us such a range of soulful, creative films. Bear in mind, Cars was coming off the back of The Incredibles, Finding Nemo, Toy Story. Seeing Pixar come out with such a clear cash grab concept just really let some people down. 
Eight, Stardust 2020. Over the last few years, we've had some pretty darn good musician biopics. There was Bohemian Rhapsody, Rocketman, Judy, and with all of them winning Academy Awards, at some point, something had to give. Then came Stardust, the 2020 biopic following David Bowie's transformation into his Ziggy Stardust persona whilst touring in America. What makes this movie so bizarre is that despite being all about Bowie and his music, at no point do we hear a single note of his discography. The Bowie estate gave the filmmakers a hard no on their request to use his back catalogue of tunes, and so they were given the choice to either give up or press on regardless. I'm gonna go ahead and say they should have chosen the former. People were instantly mad at this movie, partially because there was no way it could be good without Bowie's music, and in another part because they were doing it without the estate's approval and that seemed kind of disrespectful. People obviously aren't gonna take to a movie about Bowie with none of his music and also a hard no from his estate. The only thing poorer than their form on this front is their film. 7. Noah You don't see many a biblical epic in Hollywood these days, and honestly, there's probably a reason for that. Half of the potential audience for Noah was uninterested in a long, dramatic live-action sermon, and the other half hated it already because they expected a horribly offensive, sacrilegious retelling of an important Bible story. It seems that in the end, people didn't hate it as much as they thought they would. The story was some somewhat faithful to the original tale and many religious organisations came out in support of the film. But even if it was a hit with the biblical circles, it certainly wasn't for everyone, with many likening its approach to 1956's The Ten Commandments because of its incredibly whitewashed cast. Hollywood had almost 60 years to do better since then and somehow they still failed. Classic Hollywood, just stick Russell Crowe at the front of it and nobody will notice. 6. Titanic. It may come as a shock now, given Titanic's legendary status, but prior to the film's release, people were predicting a box office equivalent of the actual Titanic's demise. This was because it shared some important things in common with Waterworld, a film released just a couple of years prior. Like Waterworld, it was set at sea, had a huge budget, and there was an incident in which a large body of ice was to blame. Well, I already know how it ends, said every single smart-ass film critic at the time, as if that isn't true of literally any film based on real events. Based on nothing more than some vague historical knowledge and a pre-existing bias against seafaring films, everyone condemned Titanic to the realms of bad movie hell. That is, until they actually watched it. At which point things became a little embarrassing. Yes, at times there's some uncomfy dialogue, some slow scenes or some unlikable characters, but overall it's recognised as a masterpiece of a movie. So the message here is don't judge a book by its unrelated precursor. Sir. Five, The Lone Ranger. You can try and try to claim that 2013 was a different time, and we weren't so aware back then, a whole eight years ago, about what was racially insensitive and what wasn't. You'd be wrong, but go off, I guess. From our very first look at Johnny Depp, painted and dressed up to look like a Native American man, we knew this film was gonna be hot garbage. This was back when Disney was still trying to figure out how to make movies that weren't Marvel-based, and Hollywood was still trying to make army hammer happen. It was super clear, nobody had any idea what they were doing here. The subject matter didn't appeal to young audiences, and the style didn't appeal to older audiences. So in summary, this movie appealed to precisely no one, and it showed. It was released on the same weekend as Despicable Me 2, which is objectively a better film, and managed to match only a third of the former's box office takings, despite having over three times the budget. Honestly, it's pretty widely agreed it deserved every bit of disdain it earned its 
myself. And nothing gives me more satisfaction than knowing those smug yellow aliens from Despicable Me easily trampled the movie under their little booted feet. 4. Ghostbusters 2016 There is nothing more frustrating to me than girl-boss culture. The moment Hollywood realised they could make a quick buck by making terrible female-fronted movies using this trope was the moment God finally abandoned us. Instead of giving funding to upcoming female directors, smaller female scriptwriters and new, diverse female talent, all they have to do is follow this very easy formula, then rake in the cash. Take one famously male-fronted franchise or idea, replace the men with female characters and then make sure the script gives none of them any substance, leaves their motivations and backstories completely hollow and overall just don't worry about trying too hard with the story. You know, Ghostbusters, Ocean's 8, they're all the same. They're bad movies that the studios knew were bad but also knew that didn't matter because you just have to stick some women at the front and watch the world go mad. Half the potential audience of Ghostbusters already had it in for the movie because the cast was female and that made them upset for different reasons and the other half tried to give it the benefit of the doubt then went and saw it and found out that it really wasn't that great a movie. Essentially, all of us were let down, but we can't say we weren't expecting it. 3. Songbird Nobody likes to talk about the pandemic, really. It's not fun, it's not interesting, and it got old a long time ago. So, as soon as we heard there was a movie imminently coming out about COVID-19's cousin COVID-23, which is also so unbelievably stupid I can't stand it, we all let out a collective, exasperated sigh. There is nothing you want to do less when living through a tragedy than to immerse yourself in a fictional world dealing with the same thing, throwing escapism to the wind and doubling down on your own crushing self-awareness. Aside from being the most unappealing topic imaginable, did it not strike any of the team as being a little off-colour, a little bad taste? Even today, around four months after its release, there are parts of the world being crushed under the weight of COVID-19 and all its horrors. We're not really at a stage as a society yet where we can make a romance sci-fi thriller about the virus that's still killing thousands of people. You know, read the room. No one wanted to watch this film and those that forced themselves to watch it for scientific reasons hated it. So let's just agree to never talk about it again, shall we? 2. Cats When the trailer first came out, I don't think any single one of us could quite believe what we were seeing. It was all so wrong. Taylor Swift as a sexy cat with cat boobs, National Treasure Judy Dench as an elderly girl boss type in a giant fur coat, Jason Derulo. At times, it was just too much. Which really makes it unsurprising that Dench herself has never bothered to watch the final movie. So the thing is, Cats is barely cohesive as a stage musical. So when you take something so feeble and try to translate it into a bombastic live-action blockbuster with considerably more star power than it deserved, it was obviously destined to fail. With a net loss of over $113 million, I think it's safe to say Hollywood got the message on this one. Few people had any faith that the movie would be anything other than horrible before seeing it, and after seeing it, any faith was definitely long gone. Never again must we fall into the trap of making a musical with anthropomorphic live-action animals. Jason Derulo may have thought this film was going to change the world somehow, but all it really did was warn us to never try the same thing again. 1. Music 2020 With a host of petitions calling for this movie to be banned, boycotted or removed from awards lists, raking in over 200,000 signatures, this is perhaps one of the most despised films on this list. Even before the film's release, people had done their research in May 
made their minds up this movie was a bad idea. Well, everyone had done their research apart from Sia, the director. The story follows a recovering addict played by Kate Hudson, caring for her younger sister, who's autistic and is played by Maddie Ziegler. Not a single autistic person was notably involved in the production of this movie and its shows, with Ziegler's portrayal of the autistic young girl music presenting pretty much just as every stereotype rolled into one. On top of this, music's character is scarcely more than an object or a plot device to push forward her older sibling's storyline. Trust me, the list of bad things just goes on and on. One of the worst bits about all this has been Sia's response, with a crowd favourite example of her poor attitude towards the autistic community being when someone called her out on not casting an autistic person as music, to which she responded, maybe you're just a bad actor. No, Sia, maybe you just made a terrible film. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.